0: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brickenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. But so as we uh, deal with this obesity crisis, and, and certainly there's a need to, to understand why it's happening. Why is there more obesity today than there was 40 years ago? Is there less willpower today than there was 40 years ago? I mean, is that it or is there more going on? But there's also the question of, of how we treat it and whether the health care system is uh, equipped to treat obesity because there are going to be costs associated with obesity either way. But it's probably a lot more cost effective if we can treat it rather than let it lead to other problems that would be more difficult to deal with down the road. Uh, one of Canada's leading obesity experts is speaking out about some of these, uh, what he sees as inequities in the health care system where people with other chronic conditions are, are able to access treatment. It's a lot more difficult from those, for those dealing with this chronic condition, which is what he says we need to think of it as. Now, Dr. Arya Sharma, Scientific Director with the Canadian Obesity Network, also with the University of Alberta in Edmonton. Dr. Sharma, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, it's glad to be here. In terms of obesity as a chronic condition, and you talked a lot about that, does the health care system treat it as such, and does it need to?
1: Uh, well, you know, a couple of years ago, the Canadian Medical Association, you know, came out and said we have to start looking at obesity as a chronic disease. Uh, and what this really means is that, you know, once you get obesity, and there's lots of different reasons why people might might gain weight during the course of their lifetime, uh, the problem that you're up against is just the biology of of weight regulation. And the problem with that is that bodies tend to do a great job of defending their body weight. So. You know, your body doesn't really care why you put on the weight, but what it does care about is keeping you, uh, you know, keeping you at that weight. Uh, And so the problem that anybody's up against when you try to lose weight is that your body's sabotaging your efforts. Uh, It it makes it more and more difficult to lose weight uh, the more weight you try to lose. And uh, you know, there's a lot of mechanisms that your body has that are going to promote weight regain, and so the weight ends up coming back. uh, You know, which is really what. Most patients tell you that, you know, no matter how hard they try, no matter how often they've lost weight in the past, in in most cases, the weight just comes back. And that's just the biology of how bodies regulate body weight. Uh, And so, unfortunately, once you put on the weight, it generally becomes a lifelong problem. Uh, So uh, that's, you know, know, that's the science behind calling obesity a chronic disease.
0: Right. And in terms of understanding why the the weight is put on in the first place, because there is still a perception, right, that this is... um... Well, essentially a a lack of willpower. Why are we seeing more obesity today than we were 20, 30, 40 years ago? Uh, Well, well,
1: first of all, the environment has uh, totally changed. We live in an environment where we are constantly surrounded by food, where uh, we don't have to do a lot of physical activity anymore, uh, you know, unless we want to, uh, because we've engineered physical activity out of most of our jobs. uh, And... uh, People are also working longer hours, and there's you know other stressors that are you know that are out there, uh, and so you know all of this makes it really difficult for someone who is genetically predisposed to gaining weight. Uh, which means that if you have a you know if obesity runs in your family and you've got the genes that allow you to easily pack on the pounds, and I put you into this kind of environment, you're going to have a you're going to have a really hard time. Uh, you know, we do know that there are people out there who are genetically very resistant to obesity. So these are the skinny people who, you know, we all know they never exercise, they eat a lot of junk food, and they never seem to gain a pound. Right. Well, they're genetically resistant to obesity. And similarly, on the, at the other end of the spectrum, most of us, unfortunately, are genetically prone to obesity. So when we live in this type of environment, uh, you know, it, it becomes really, really hard for the individual to not gain weight because there are just so many factors that promote weight gain.
0: So in terms of, you know, getting into the healthcare system and, and getting treatment that, that can make a difference, what what's the typical path for someone uh, who's struggling with obesity, goes to their family doctor? What, what is the, you know, what is the starting point for those people? Where do they end up going? Well,
1: well unfortunately, what the, what, you know, one of the findings that we have from a recent study in Canada is that most people don't actually go to their doctors because of weight issues. Uh, in, in, in fact, a lot of, People, when you ask them, they don't really even think of going to the doctor about their weight issues because they look at weight really as their own responsibility and something that they should be able to manage on their own. Uh, so what we have happening in the healthcare system is that people go to see their doctors for problems that might arise from their obesity, uh, like diabetes or high blood pressure or heart disease, uh, but they don't actually go to see the doctor because they're gaining weight, uh, and that is something that we need to you know, understand because that's why people who have obesity are not really seeking medical help. Um, they try to do this on their own. They, they reach out to the commercial weight loss industry,
0: yeah.
1: uh, which we know, you know, doesn't, doesn't work in the long term. Uh, but they're not primarily looking to doctors for help.
0: That's interesting. Why, why is that? I mean, is there still kind of a, a stigma attached to, to obesity then? Is that, is that a big part of it?
1: Well, well, it's definitely the stigma and uh, you know there's also a lot of shame and blame around obesity because people who have obesity they they say well you know I know why this is happening to me it's because I eat too much and so I'm going to try to do this on my own uh, and uh, you know and then they reach out to the weight loss industry so you've got you know there's always another fat diet that's out there there's always another you know weight loss center at the next strip mall that you can go and pay money to lose weight and people try to manage it on their own but they're not really reaching out to the healthcare system for help uh, because many even don't, don't know that there is help that exists, right? They're always thinking, you know, maybe there's another diet that I need to try or maybe there's a special exercise program that I need to be doing uh, when in fact there's a lot of research showing that diet and exercise alone is probably not going to help the majority of people to manage their obesity.
0: Now there are treatments available. Uh, there, there are there are drugs. There are other treatments available. But in terms of, of barriers to access, is what kind of coverage exists uh, within the system for these these treatments and medications?
1: Uh, well, lately in Canada, we've had a few uh, new medications that have been approved by um, Health Canada for specifically for obesity management. And when I say medications, I'm not talking about diet pills or uh, you know the kind of stuff that you would buy in the in the, in the drugstore. Um, you know, promising to boost your metabolism and help you lose weight. You know, we're talking about, you know, prescription medications that are, you know, pharmacologically tested and that Health Canada things are safe and effective. Uh, so we do have those medications in the system. The problem is uh, most Canadians cannot access these medications because of cost. Um, in, in fact, we have, uh, you know, we know that even 20%, are, that, that 80% of people who have private benefit drug benefit plans uh, we'll find that, these, that their benefit plans don't actually cover obesity medications. So these plans will often cover medications for diabetes and disease and high blood pressure. But when it comes to obesity medication, we find that a lot of the private benefit plans don't actually cover these medications.
0: Uh, and, and the same is for a
1: lot of the public plans uh, that don't cover obesity medications.
0: But as you say, I mean, you describe it as a chronic condition. And like other chronic conditions, there, there's no easy and quick fix. And
1: unfortunately, there's there's no easy fix, uh, and and there certainly is no quick fix uh, because obesity, like many other chronic conditions, really re- requires long-term treatment. So, you know, when I look at obesity, you know, it's it's, it's very similar to someone who has diabetes. Uh, you know, there's no easy and quick fix for diabetes, but we have a lot of effective diabetes treatments. And so, when you go to your doctor and you you know and you properly get your diabetes treated, uh, you might have to stay on medications. Uh, you know, pretty much for the for the rest of your life, but these medications will help you control your diabetes, uh, and they'll significantly reduce the risks that you might have from diabetes. And so in the same way, when we talk about obesity medications, we're really looking at long-term treatment. Uh, we're not looking at diet pills or medications that you take for a few months to lose weight uh, because we know what happens when you stop the treatment. But, uh, you know, like, you know, I that's the same with any other chronic disease. When you stop the treatment, the problem comes back. Uh, And so you have to look at long-term treatment of obesity in the same way that you would look at long-term treatment of, of, say, diabetes or heart disease or any other chronic disease.
0: In terms of dramatic interventions, though, I suppose bariatric surgery would would be something close to that. Is is that proven to be effective? And for people who are are maybe looking for that that surgery as an option, what what are they facing in the healthcare system?
1: Uh, Well, surgery is certainly the most effective treatment for obesity in the long term, Uh, but uh, you know, when you talk about uh, obesity surgery or bariatric surgery, you're, you're talking about major surgery. So these are not interventions that are, need to be taken lightly. Um, and so they are pretty much reserved for people who have severe obesity. So they're not for the person trying to lose 20 pounds, they're for the person who's trying to lose 150 or 200 pounds. Uh, and there we certainly have long term data showing that the outcomes or the success rates are far better with surgery than, than with someone trying to do this on their own. Now, having said that, the problem is getting surgery. Uh, in Alberta right now, we probably have about 150 to 180,000 people who would qualify for surgery or who would need sur- stand to benefit from surgery, uh, but we're only doing about 500 operations in the province, which means that uh, if you wanted to get bariatric surgery at one of the surgical centers in the province, uh, you're probably looking at a two to three year wait uh, before you actually get the operation.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there is a cost, obviously, in in making that surgery available. There's a cost in in covering these treatments and medications. But what's the cost of not doing so?
1: Well, the cost of not doing so is that people ultimately end up getting all the problems that you get when you have excess weight. And and, and they range from, uh, you know, diabetes to heart disease to needing new you know, hip replacements and, and, and knee replacements, and we're talking about sleep apnea. Uh, and in fact, there's a whole bunch of cancers that are directly related to body weight. So, uh, you know, the healthcare system doesn't pay for obesity treatment, but it pays for dealing with all the complications of obesity. And so, uh, so there is an argument to be made that perhaps we should be treating obesity in order to, you know, prevent all those other costs um, from coming down the, you know, down the road.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Dr. Sharma. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Okay, thank you.
1: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at twelve thirty on News Talk seven seventy Calgary.